week. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's the Overcast. Um, good evening, gentlemen. Welcome back, John Hayden. Thank you. Happy, Thank you for having me. Happy recent birthday, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. We're talking tonight about uh, Loki. And uh, I will say that the non-spoiler section is going to be very brief. So we'll try to do that quick. And then we're going to get away from that and go into spoilers. So, um, yeah, without further ado, let's talk about Loki. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract, breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Why me? I need your unique Loki perspective. Do I get a weapon? Nah. You really believe in this Loki variant? Luckily, he believes in himself enough for the both of us. Why? It is adorable that you think you could possibly manipulate me. I'm 10 steps ahead of you. So this was uh this was the third now series on Disney Plus from Marvel. Uh so people are excited about it. And uh it had six episodes, it recently wrapped up, so we want to talk about it. Uh so uh this is created by the way by Michael Waldron, who previously was known for Rick and Morty, I think it was before this. Um mm. uh which is funny considering all the time travel and uh you know jokes related to time travel. Um the director of all six episodes is Kate Heron. Um, the show starring Tom Hiddleston, Gugu and Botha Raw, Wunmi Masaku, Eugene Cordero, Tara Strong, Owen Wilson, and Sofia De Martino. I would read the rest of the cast, but I don't want to give anything away if anyone has not watched it. So we'll stop it there. Um, it's, I guess, worth noting from a um, production standpoint, maybe that the executive producers of this are Kevin Feige, Louis D'Esposito. Victoria Alonzo, Stephen Broussard, and Tom Hiddleston actually has a producing credit here. Kate Heron does, and so does Michael Waldron. So the 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 chief creative team for this show are the star, the director, the writer, or you know the showrunner, and all the producers that produce all the other Marvel films. So it's not like a weird like let's get this random person. It's 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 everyone who makes big decisions is is doing this stuff. Um, and it's also worth noting that this was shot. It appears entirely in Atlanta at Pinewood. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool too. So um, I think WandaVision was as well. Mm-hmm. Entirely. Okay. Yeah. Loki uh, essentially picks up after the events of Avengers Endgame, which is the last time we saw the Loki character in the movies was he grabs the Tesseract. He disappears from 2012 and, and we just go, Oh, that's funny. And this will be resolved later when Captain America gives the infinity stones back. Um, and of course everyone at the time, especially Tom Hiddleston even didn't know that anything was going to come of that. You know, then when they shot that scene, it was just, he just escapes and that's a fun thing for him to escape. So this series actually picks up on that and he's very quickly apprehended by the time variance authority, which is this big um, bureaucratic entity that governs time and stops alternate timelines from forming, such as the one that briefly formed when he escaped the prime timeline (laughs) with the Tesseract and escaped the Avengers custody and they quickly grab him, do what's called pruning the timeline, which is where they put a thing down and they 
they just stop the timeline from happening in the first place. And then they take the offending variant, in this case, the the alternate version of Loki, to the TVA to receive <laughs> uh, judgment. And in the course of this, um, uh, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, decides that they need his help to solve uh, murders that have been happening to other TVA agents. So that's how the show starts. It's not how it ends, but that is the premise of the show. And then it goes off in other directions. So like I was saying, I give this show four stars. I think it's really entertaining episode to episode, uh, especially when, you know, this is one of those shows where an episode ends and then you realize what we've been doing up to now, we're not going to be doing anymore. Now we're going to do something else. And then like an episode later, it'll do that again. And every episode is like a not self-contained, but it's very much like, hope you enjoyed this. Next week we're doing something different. See you then. Um, yeah. It, but it, but but at the same time, it gives a lot of time to its characters. It delivers on action beats and uh, and it really introduces what I thought was a really cool story world with the TVA and the Timekeepers and um, how all that's supposed to work. It sets up future events for the MCU and uh, anything else I have is going to wait for spoilers. But I would say that if you're a fan of the MCU and you know you, for some reason you haven't seen the show right now i don't know why um it, you, you shouldn't skip it um anyway that's my feelings about it uh dustin uh yeah so i'm also going to give it four stars um i enjoyed uh the ride and and found myself looking forward to each episode and and granted i also did that for the other shows um but i felt like the other shows eventually kind of fell apart in the end yeah um they either betrayed their own premise or uh, just kind of went in, in a direction that it eh, was just okay for me. Um, Loki was the first show that I feel like ends as strongly as it began. Um, and, and so for me, that was, uh, what sealed the deal. Um, because, because it's one thing to make me want to see the next episode. It's another thing to make me look back on the experience and feel like my time has been well spent. Um, and I think they, that's what they did here. Um, uh, I, I have to give a big shout out to Tom Hiddleston, who does a really great job, particularly in the first episode of kind of coming to terms with, um, what, what his new life is and what his old life would have become. Um, and, and I think that that, that was a really great, weird thing to, to probably perform, but he did a really great job with it. Um, all of the actors here are great. Um, Owen Wilson is, is, is fantastic. Um, Sophia DiMartino is, um, maybe the standout. Um, I, I really enjoyed that character. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that, that she overshadows Loki at any point, but, but I, I really enjoyed that character. Um, and, and everybody else is, is equally as strong. Um, the writing is smart and has some really clever twists on like time travel and time shenanigans. Um, and and I thought it was just an interesting approach to um, to the way that things are are kind of governed in the MCU. Um, and of course, I've seen people who just quite don't understand it, who who are saying things like, "Well, where was the TVA when Thanos attacked? They could have helped." And I'm like, "You don't understand." Like <laughs> the writers wrote the the most brilliant thing ever, which is. It was supposed to happen that the way that it happened, right. so I didn't intervene because it, it was supposed to happen that way. Right, and like, Did not the disturb most, the like, sacred timeline. 
Yeah, that's the most brilliant thing they could have done yeah. because otherwise you are going to have people saying, well, where were they when this? Yeah. And it's like, it was supposed to happen. So that, that's how it happened. They could have saved a lot um, of lives. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe they did. Maybe the other timelines would have been worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed just the writing and, and the way that it unfolded as a story. Um, I've seen this complaint leveled against it, which is it's a little bit like Peter Jackson's The Hobbit, where as the story goes along, it loses the story for The Hobbit or in this case, Loki. Um, the story becomes bigger than Loki to the point where Loki isn't really much of a player in it. I never got that impression. Um, I, I kind of remained on Loki's side and, and through his eyes throughout. Um, and I think that, um, it, I, I, the only reason I bring that up is because I've seen a lot of people say that like, well, I felt like Loki got uh, the short end of the stick by the end of it. And I'm like, I don't feel that way at all. Um, for me, it, it very much was a Loki story and the arc that Loki goes through is, is important to him as a character. Um, so I'm excited to see where we might see Loki next and, and what, um, uh, what his mental state might be, what, where is he as a character? And so, you know, um, obviously this leaves room for, for, what's to come like every marvel movie does um so I, i'm just excited to see where this character goes next and and as somebody who at least has enjoyed um you know two-thirds of the thor movies i i really do enjoy that character and loki was the best part of the dark world and so for me um it, that's what it's called, right? Dark world, dark, dark <laughs> elves universe, man. Um, and and um, he was, part of was not your favorite part of that movie. No, 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 oh, sir, no, sir. You missed out. We, we saw it differently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I think um, as somebody who enjoys that character and enjoys the Thor, um, <laughs> you know, part of the MCU, uh, this the scratched an itch that uh, that needed to be. Needed to be scratched. So, yeah, four stars. Johnny. I'd also give it four stars. I, I think once when this was announced, this was the Disney Plus show along with Hawkeye that I wasn't super looking forward to so, simply because I really liked the way that Loki's arc finished in Endgame. And I thought muddling that with showing an alternate version of that character would kind of take away from that that ending that the character had. So I was apprehensive about that going in, but um, they do a very good job of setting up that this is a different Loki and the things that are happening to him are separate from the larger Marvel universe. And this is taking that character on a different path. So um, they kind of remedied the, that situation for me uh, fairly early on. And um, I, I kind of agree with Dustin that the other, particularly WandaVision kind of fell apart for me towards the end. So this show was, uh, it was great because it was constant throughout. It didn't really have um, any lulls or low points. It was just, it was consistently good throughout and it kind of stuck the landing in a way that the others didn't. Um, so I also thought the performances were great. This probably had the best ensemble cast of any of the shows thus far. Um, each character had a really important part to play. 
And um, I thought the design of the show was particularly beautiful. The sets were really great. Yeah. The uh, cinematography was great. The music was really fantastic. Um, and it could vary from episode to episode. So each episode looked remarkably different depending on where they were. There was the the TVA and there was uh, Lamentis. And um, obviously the, the sets that you get into towards the end of the series that we'll wait for spoilers. But um yeah, I just thought this was a very remarkable show um, from a visual standpoint, as well as what it did to the mold of the MCU timeline and, and you know, storyline up to this point. So I really enjoyed it. Well, uh, I guess with that, we should probably head into spoilers. So um, we'll go to the break real quick. And when we come back from the break, when we emerge uh, from this door in time to the spoiler section, you shouldn't be here unless you've seen the show. So. If you haven't watched it, there's our recommendations. Uh, stick around if you want to hear more. We're gonna break it down a little more, a little more scrutiny. I would say. I always say that like the front, the first part of the show is more of just like the general like. Here's here here you dip your toe in, see what we think, you know. But if you want to hear us really talk about it, you should watch it and uh, come around for the spoilers. We'll be right back. So we're in the spoiler section talking about Loki. So uh, Scram, if you are if if if, if you haven't seen the show, you want you want no part of this. <laughs> you want no part we're, of this. We're, we're going to say some things, and it, and it's going to ruin everything. So yeah. So speaking of ruining everything, um, so at the end of this series, um, the timeline is allowed to branch and essentially the multiverse begins um i, I don't even know where, where to start by the way when it comes to spoilers um i I'll, i guess oh boy here's what i wrote down at least okay I, I so originally i had heard rumors that season one and two had been so there's gonna be a second season we find that out at the end of this so that framed a lot of the problems i had with the show because knowing that now there's gonna be another season i was like oh well well then there's time like yeah. by the end of the series, I kind of was okay. not disappointed, but I was a little bit like, oh, so this doesn't, this relationship doesn't pan out. This character makes this choice. And and it just kind of felt like a real dour place to leave these characters, despite what the MCU overall needed the show to do. So when I was, when, when, you know, this is the first one that's confirmed to get another season. I mean, WandaVision is not going to get another right. season. Falcon Winter Soldier probably could, but they haven't announced anything yet. I'm, I'm sure they're going to wait for some movies to happen before they figure yeah. out. But 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 the, but we know exactly like the, the where we're exploring Loki is in this series. So I uh, but, so, go ahead. I was going to say, but yeah, l- l- let's be honest, though. I mean, had this had the story ended with season one, it, it feels a little like it it's not complete yeah but really all that would take is is maybe changing one or two scenes at the end to give you that feeling of completion um so so imagine at the end like loki 
as is, he's pushed back to the TVA by by Sylvie and and, you know, he's got this like sad moment or whatever. Imagine instead when the when the multiverse like opens up for whatever reason, he disappears, right? Like he's not supposed to exist anymore or whatever, or at least not here. And so he goes away like that could be the end of the show that, that, you know, we start with this Loki. He has this emotional journey and then he's just dead. And like, that's the end of it. He served the purpose, which was getting us to the multiverse war. And and now he's done. And we know, you know, as viewers like, oh, Loki was important because he got us to a, a place. But, you know, it could have been the end. It, it, it honestly could have been his end. And, and it would have been OK still for me. Um, but but yeah, you're right. Knowing that, like, so. When it was over, when it was actually over and the credits started rolling and before you see season two's coming. Yeah, there's a feeling of like, well, that's not that can't be done like that can't be it. Yeah. So. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it feels incomplete. It feels like there's there's more story to tell. And then and then it's like, oh, yeah, that we we know we know we're, we're on this. And and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it sticks the landing because it tells you like, don't worry. There's more coming. Yeah, we'll get there. Where, 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 boy, where do you want to start with with spoiler stuff? Because I mean, I could go anywhere with this, but I, I, I just speaking of the ending itself, I, I really enjoyed uh, the conclusion, especially now knowing there's another season. There's a appropriate cliffhanger for for Loki to figure out, like, okay, no one knows who I am. I'm clearly in another timeline. I'm in another timeline where one of these, where one of these. Kang characters is in charge and, um, you know, and, and it's, and it's clear that she, to me, it seems like Sylvie put him somewhere sort of in case, like in case this is the wrong choice, I'm putting you somewhere that you could help. I don't know. I would think that it's not wherever she, wherever she put him can't be a coincidence because it's another timeline. It's not like it's their timeline. She didn't put him back at the TVA. She put him back at the TVA in a specific timeline. So I wonder if part of her was like, you got to go, but here's where you're going to be in case I'm about to fuck something up. And, you know, and then she does and is, is ultimately, uh, consumed by her own need for revenge and, and plunges the universe into this, uh, horrible spiraling time uh multiverse did um, anyone else get uh tim burton planted the apes vibes at the very yeah. end oh yeah <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah 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 i absolutely did but done better right yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah I, did y'all like to, I, I was cool to see jonathan majors hit the end here uh sort of introduce himself to the mcu but not really fully introduce himself to um I think a lot of I, I read I read the, I didn't read I didn't read any complaints myself, but I read a lot of a lot of um, reports of complaints about how much talking there is in this show and how like the finale is mostly talking. Like man, that that's called acting, you know. There's it's called drama, and I mean it's it's maybe a little bit different, but I mean like the the, the show didn't set up to for me an expectation of a big like in the fighting part of the finale. I was kind of like don't fight, don't fight, don't make this dumb. Cause, cause all of this talking yeah. before this fighting was really cool. 
Like yeah. the best parts of the show to me, I think in this in the second episode, Owen Wilson and Loki are talking. <laughs> love how we don't call him Mobius. Um, yeah, yeah. Owen Wilson and Loki are talking about essentially the nature of existence, and I'm just sitting there like, like loving yeah. it. Like keep it, keep going. Wow. Yeah, wow. wow. You see, oh, wow. it's like string theory, you know. Um, but the, ciao. Uh, yeah, ciao. And you're and you're dead. That's it. You, you never existed. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I thought the best parts of the show were 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 dialogue, were speaking, were just letting actors, you know, go through pages, you know. Um, so I, I loved that this ending confrontation was really tame and nonviolent, and just here's my story, here's what's going. On. It's it's exposition, but it was it, because he's chewing so much scenery and he's so eccentric that you're just like. You're not bored by it. And you you're left to wonder the whole time. Is he is he we know he's not misleading us because otherwise this this scene is a big waste of time. So um, but uh by the end of it, um you, she makes the choice and you still go, Oh boy, this is gonna get so much worse, isn't it? And he just sort of like dies laughing at does it was he was he smiling when he died, or did he just say see you soon? Uh, I know he said see, I you, said soon. see you soon. I don't think, yeah. I don't think yeah. he like laughed. I wondered if he was smiling. Anyway, yeah. No, I I, I thought the the exposition dump, which is really what it is, yeah. was entertaining and well done. I mean, it's it's akin to you know Charlie at the end of Willy Wonka getting exposition from Willy Wonka. It's it's like. Uh, Dorothy getting exposition from the wizard. You know, it, it it's. It, it's like this mystical person that we've quested to find. Well, it's going to be really lackluster if we don't get any information from him. Yeah. So, so on, on there, you know, yeah, sure. Complain about it all you want, but I'm just happy that they followed through on this. I mean, we all sat through lost. We know what happens when, <laughs> when you set up a quest and you get to find somebody with answers and then you still don't get the stupid answers you wanted. Well, that's that's what this could have been. It could have been a, a much worse version where it's still a mystery and you go into season two going, who was that guy? Like <laughs> it, it literally could have it could have been that. Um, so so I'm just glad that like they gave us all the answers that he had a monologue explaining who he was, how he got there, what he does, what his goal is in bringing them there. And like all of this unravels over what I think is great dialogue and great storytelling and essentially a little one act play in a room that uh is is incredibly interesting and and when they start fighting the reason why that feels different than like one division where like it starts as a as a like dick van dyke sitcom and ends up with people floating and shooting energy blasts at each other <laughs> which can't be more different from right. the beginning and the end yeah um this this fit because i mean a the, the fighting was within the with within the tone that was established which is more cosmic and magical and yeah. whatever else so it's fine and then and at the same time it's emotionally earned yep. so so the emotion there between those two characters we're already on board with that relationship and we want them to Oh, come on, guys, you'd be so great together. Work it out. You know, and it's like 
we are invested in that relationship. So we side with Loki, who's blindsided and betrayed by this. We are too. Um, whereas with WandaVision, which I, I I'm not going to turn this into a WandaVision review. We've already done that. But with WandaVision, you only have like what an episode to get mad at Agatha. Um, and so you don't really feel like that emotional connection there like this is some big betrayal because you never really got the impression that they were actually genuine friends or actually genuine whatever like it it was it always felt like a manipulation and so by the end of it there's not an emotion there um for them fighting the emotion is i i want to protect my kids and my my dead husband the emotion isn't this villain is, you know, uh, it, it has betrayed me or whatever. And 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 here, again, it's emotionally earned because we're in Loki's shoes, feeling what he's feeling when Sylvie does what she does. And um, and so so, yeah, that didn't stick out to me. And again, I'm just glad that like. I, I, honestly, I'm just glad that there was something because, again, you could have just had no exposition and fighting. You could have had all exposition and no fighting. But as it is, we got like all the exposition we need and also some fighting. And so that's great. Well, and I love that scene with Jonathan Majors at the end because it really disarmed the audience. Mm. It, it was an exposition dump, but it was also like so weird in its tone and its atmosphere. You didn't really yeah. know who this guy was, whether you could trust him. He was acting really strange. Um, I thought Jonathan Matrix was great. It was like a big swing for that character, but it really worked for me. I don't know if the the other versions of Kang that we'll see will be similar, but I assume to an extent they will be. To an extent, so sure. it, it it like really helped sell. You're in this citadel at the end of the world. It's really strange, and here's this eccentric guy that lives alone in it, essentially. Um, and it differentiated it from Wandavision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because. This really was like a surprise villain. I think you could yeah. probably piece together if you were familiar with the with the character of Kang already. You could maybe piece together who it was. But um, both of the villains for WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was this big thing. Who is pulling the strings? And it's characters that we've already ran into throughout the course of the show. So yeah. with Agatha, she was in previous episodes. And uh, the power broker was uh, Sharon Carter, obviously. So this was really like a a complete surprise to a lot of people is a new character that was being introduced right in this last, you know, uh, half hour of the show. And, um, so that, I think that paid off in a way that didn't upset people in the same way that the Sharon Carter and the Agatha, uh, reveals did because it, it literally was like this mysterious figure behind the scenes the whole time. Um, and, well, and that's what's also, smart about it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I mean, it also set up the fact that, this was a version of that character and it tied into the overall theme of there are different versions and there are different sides of each character. This was a version of Kang. We'll never see him again, but we'll see a different side of that character. So I thought it it kind of looped back into the overall, you know, repeated theme of the show of, of the duplicity of everything. So I thought that was great. I I agree. And I think that that that's, why I'm glad that it didn't end up being like, okay, here's Kang or, you know, whatever the one who remains or whatever yeah, his name is. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and so here he is now let's fight him. And like, he's shooting energy blasts. Right, and stuff. Right, right, like right, yeah. that would have felt <laughs> awful because I don't know him. Right. So right. like, 
that's why the fighting between Loki and Sylvie had to happen that way. And then and then you also get like some tense moments between Mobius and um, and Rinslayer because like that. um, I mean, that's a B story or maybe even a C story at that point. But it's um, it at least provides a little bit of that like action climax that you might want even though it's really not action-packed um and and so yeah i mean there's there's certainly stuff going on but yeah i mean it it, again it could have devolved into oh no it's kang and he's shooting stuff at us and we have to fight him how did you find me here right exactly but but yeah i mean what i enjoyed about it is so when 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 phase one started, right, it took a long time. It took until Avengers before we really started to see like, OK, maybe Thanos is going to be like the big bad of this whole thing. Right. Right. But then it was like even Age of or, yeah Age of Ultron before we started to see like, oh, and it's OK, it's Infinity Stones and it's like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and like it starts to unfold um, in in this new like saga we're starting to see the seeds of what they're planning, which I'm assuming is a big multiversal war and Kang and whatever else. Kang may end up being the next Thanos, like the big bad. I don't know. But it's cool that they're planting that now rather than, okay, let's wait another, you know, six movies before we start hinting at what's to come or, or the next Avengers movie will tell us what the next threat's going to be. It's like, no, do it now. Okay. In between, because I almost feel like these these Disney Plus shows are like in between sagas. Like yeah, I almost yeah. don't feel like they are the next saga. They're like a bridge in a way, and so it's cool that the bridge is already telling us what the next saga is going to right. be. And I don't know. It maybe gave I'm it weight in yeah. a way that maybe the other two didn't have. Particularly exactly. WandaVision, but yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the next thing isn't multiversal war. Maybe that's just the the means to get Spider-Man out and then and then they're just gonna eh, new thing. Um Galactus. But um but who knows? Like Doctor um, Doom. <laughs> it's Doctor Doom this time. Um and they're clearly setting up, you know, whatever Dark Avengers or whatever. Um I'm just gonna call them the Injustice Society. Um and then they're the little Darth Vader head in the swamp. Um, and, uh, but, but like that's, um, yeah, I, I just think it's smart to go ahead and start setting that up because that's the question on everybody's mind going in is, okay, well, what are you going to do now that Thanos is gone? Like, what's the next thing? Right. And they're not waiting to tell us. Well, and does this count as the first Fox character that we've seen come in the it MCU? Does. It does indeed. Oh, is Kang a Fox, mm. is Kang a Fox character? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's typically a Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four. Uh, character, so yeah. So he was on. I'm, I'm curious how he ties into Ant Man. Um, yeah, that seems like a weird place bit of to an put odd him. choice, but yeah. especially after seeing this, I'm curious how that all would tie in. But well, this yeah. it says that this the quantum realm is closely tied. Well, sorry, yeah, closely tied to the multiverse. So I think that I think that the quantum realm is is going to remain to be the MCU's like way for the Avengers to do time stuff in a lab, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Sure. Well, and I see this like carrying through Dr. Strange. I see it carrying through Spider-Man and obviously now Ant-Man. So, and who knows whether it will continue in, in things that we haven't, you know, really thought about yet, but um, so it is, it did set up quite a bit and 
it really does add, uh, you know, weight to these things that I kind of agree with Dustin that are, you know, just, you could look at them as supplementary material in a way, but, um, it's cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on the, uh, the love story between Loki and Sylvie. Um, this was a story, th- the story thread that I was not sure about when it first started. And by the time mm. it was done, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I-, I don't know if y'all agree or not, but like, I, you know, it's obviously we have a knee jerk reaction to like, Oh, but wait, but that's you. Um, and then the idea that, yes, it, it's an allegory for, for Loki learning to, to love himself, to accept himself, you know, essentially to, 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 to get in touch with himself. And the only way that a character like him is capable of that sort of introspection is if he is romantically or, or at least emotionally interested in another person who is basically just him. Like only, only that could, could cause a narcissist like Loki to actually be introspective um, and how they accomplished that. um, I thought it was really interesting. And, uh, and I was, I was with it in the beginning. I was like, don't do this. And then by the end of it, I was like, do this. (laughs) So I I was on board. I, I never saw it as like a, a lofty like metaphor for introspection or whatever. I I thought like when it started, I was on board from, you know, yeah. frame one because I was like, this is just hilarious. Like <laughs> of all the people that Loki is going to fall in love with, yeah. of course, it's himself, himself. like right. that. That's hilarious to me. And so. And so as it goes along, like I'm just on board just yeah. because I think it's funny. And um, they were adorable, and, and I think, too. I was like, uh, sure, but, but yeah, but it, it's just, it's just a hilarious little, like, I don't know, uh, idea that, that Loki would not fall for anyone but himself. Right. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. So Kate Heron is not speaking of where it goes. Kate Heron is not coming back for season two. Um, yep. and the, re- so again, I was going to say this earlier. So I, I thought I, I remember texting this to you guys and I, cause I had been hearing at the time, um, oh, like multiple people at, at the same time told me like, yeah, uh, season one and two were actually produced at the same time. They shot 12 episodes. They put out six for season one. So season two is already in the can. And so that caused me to go like, oh my God, maybe they're going to drop season two a lot earlier than we think, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this article from Deadline makes me think that they're not going to do that because it's the article is about Kate Heron not coming back for season two. And yeah. she says, she says, I'm not returning. I always planned to be just on for this. And to be honest, season two wasn't, wasn't in the, that's something that just came out and I'm so excited. So it's like, sound like you're about to say there were no plans for a second season when the show was right. created. So yeah. that would mean probably not two seasons Conflicts produced with. at once. So, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. or you won't were told everything, but you're the director of the series. I'm sure you were told everything there was to know. Um, well, that that makes me think that the series, I mean, I don't think it was as late as its premiere, but but at some point, somebody in a suit said, and maybe a baseball cap said, hey, we're <laughs> um, we're, we're doing a second season of this. Yeah. So tack on a couple scenes of like, oh, 
I'm mad. I'm going to run to Mobius. And then he runs over there. Who are you? And it's like, OK, there you go. That's, that's it. And and so it's just like maybe that was tacked on. Like maybe the idea was she plunges the knife into his chest. The the, you know, the multiverse expands and that's it. Maybe that was the series. Yeah. That would have been insane. But I, I I think because there was a delay in filming this, this was not done filming when the pandemic hit. So there was a there was a gap yeah. and then they had to finish it, I think, in like January and February or something yeah. like that, maybe maybe to March. And so it could have been like a lot of shows. What a lot of people did during that time was, all right, well, let's go ahead and get post started. Let's let's try to keep production going. And it could have yeah. been that in the editing of the series and and everything that the suits were talking about, they're like. This is we've got something here like this is this could what if we did and there's just a lot more time to to, to fuck with it and see if, yeah. you know, we yeah. want to yeah. do more with this, you know, I, I'm so glad it didn't end with that shot of the timelines branching. Yeah, because that really could have meant anything if you would close with credits on that. Sure. Like, I, I'm so glad that they showed at least in a, in a way the effects of that. Yeah. And it really left you on like almost like a Twilight Zone-esque and it's immediate. It's yes. it's not like yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not like the next things you'd see they could just ignore it like like right. like like when the Walking Dead had uh, what's his name under the dumpster and then we didn't find out what happened to him for like four weeks it was like it's Glenn I, I, Glenn I don't want that I don't want that yeah. version of that here where it's like oh no it's one a multiverse and then for like two years we're like none of these things are dealing with the multiverse did it happen right. and because now everyone needs time to like write something about it it's right away yeah. he, he goes over here talks to Owen Wilson oh shit no one knows me where am I right yeah well and you spent the whole series with these characters uh, learning to respect one another it was almost like a buddy cop movie in a way um, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the series he doesn't know who he is yeah. so that whole relationship is thrown into question so yeah. it, 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 it you know felt it on a personal level too which was I, I thought that was a great scene to end it on. Yeah. And, and you're right, John. It, it's it's two things. One, it's that Twilight Zoney ending that I love. And two, you can't you can't really end on the shot of the, the multiverse expanding and call it a day because right. remember, the show's called Loki. So you do kind of have to end it with Loki. Um, and so and so no matter what, um you know, it would it would be like if the Sopranos didn't end with Tony. It, it has to it has to end with who your main character is, or else it isn't complete. And and this, while it isn't complete because there's a season two coming, season one does at least end with Loki's face, and and we get to see how does the journey he's been on, how does that affect him, and then and then also now that there's this twist, this Twilight Zone twist, what is what is he thinking about that? And so you're right, it calls into question the relationships that he's already made, and it also, I think, calls into question like. So how does Loki remember this? Like, I guess he's outside of time uh, when when this happened. And so he's kind of displaced in a way. Um, but but it really opens up um, a, a lot of possibility for the next season. And 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 again, regardless of where it fits, you know, maybe this will premiere after Quantumania or maybe this will premiere right. after whatever. Uh, who knows? It, it almost is irrelevant because there's enough here to go on and they can do like a season of TVA shenanigans that feel uh, essentially because the TVA exists outside of time, it can exist anywhere 
it can be released any time that Marvel wants it to be released, and it still kind of work. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, there, there's enough questions of its own merit without the question of like, how does this affect the MCU at large? That they could release this whenever. I, I would think that wherever Loki is now is an alternate timeline versus his current timeline that has now been changed by yeah the thing because now there's God knows how many versions of of, of time. Who right. even knows where the branch starts. Yep. It's weird. There's a, there's a now that I'm thinking about there's like some Umbrella Academy vibes with the TVA, you know, with the the agency that that is just somewhere that deals with all of time and the proper flow of time. And it's but bear in mind, she she put him back in the TVA before she plunged the knife into uh, right. Jonathan Major's chest. So, so the implication is she sends him back to the exact TVA that that they came from, um, uh, and now things changed. changed. Yeah. And so, so the implication, at least to me, is not that he's in another <laughs> strand of the multiverse, but he's in his own strand that is now right different. That's how I took it too. Oh, because I think also too, don't the temp pads only take you forward and backward through time? Yeah, it, it as far as we know, it does not take you to other timelines or right. to other, you know, spots in the multiverse. Right. Well, poop. I mean, I think it could be something that you could easily smudge if you if sure if you could. they decide that he is in a different time. You know, it, it's yeah. never clear, but that's that's the way I read it as we, well. We got yeah, we got sure. new Tim pads that can take us sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. The DeLorean flies now. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> Just in time for the plot. <laughs> yep. I will say too how much I love that episode with all the Lokis at the end of time. Yeah, that yes. was fun. With the that crocodile was so Loki weird. and the <laughs> classic Loki. And yeah, I, like yes. that was a level of weirdness that I was maybe anticipating from the show, but it, it completely delivered on it. Yeah. Um and, and it fit within the tone of the overall show as well. It was so fucking strange but yeah. i loved every minute of it something that i love that they only did i think twice was and unless there's more and i just missed it um so in the i think it was the first episode they revealed that loki was db cooper yeah um yeah which, which is great it's like a historical thing and then the second thing is in when they were um being i think they were looking for Eliath, like they were going to go find Eliath, and uh, and he was like attacking this battleship, mm -hmm. which is from the Philadelphia experiment, which is a longstanding conspiracy theory. Um, really? And so the idea that like you know the TVA or Loki or whatever is sort of behind the the Philadelphia experiment is hilarious. And um, anyway, I, I love like that level of weirdness, which is almost like ah, it takes place in our world, right. even though I mean, obviously the MCU is this weird heightened, you know, not reality reality, but like, you know, picking a couple of things like D.B. Cooper and that and like throwing them in there like, oh, yeah, they happened here, too, is is kind of cool. Um, so yeah. I love that, too. I also just love the idea that like that the whole D.B. Cooper thing was just him Heimdall and Thor fucking around and being super reckless yeah. with the rainbow bridge. Yeah. Yep. We're just yep, going to exactly. shoot the bridge in the middle of the sky and hope that we don't hit any like birds or satellites. Right, right. I halfway thought we were going to have a Heimdall cameo. Yeah. We did. I wish. Yeah. That'd be great. And and it's also too, because I remember when the first Thor was, was about to be released and that was like a big risk at the time because it was so different mm -hmm. it wasn't iron it wasn't a guy who wore a cool suit that fired lasers it was like here's this guy with a magic hammer yeah and there's a rainbow bridge <laughs> and he has long hair yeah. and it, his brother you know is, is the god of mischief and all his and earth is so flat. It's, it's just like a testament to like the staying power of the mcu yeah and yeah. also to how 
now they can get really weird with stuff because the audience trusts them. So I never would have imagined a time where you could have a Loki that's a, an alligator, right? Yeah, so right, right. I think it's really cool that they're they're starting to explore the the weirder, you know, more obscure aspects of that, and and the audience is accepting it, which is really cool. The MCU is has has pushed that line gradually over yeah, time. Yeah. Like like I think Guardians of the Galaxy pushed it you know, sure. maybe yeah. the furthest, but like you do have moments of like, you know, Anthony, the giant ant in a bathtub in Ant-Man right. and the Wasp and like, you know, moments like that. That's like, <laughs> this is legit the goofiest thing ever. But <laughs> but like, they're just, it's, it's literally just Kevin Feige going, I just push it a little bit more. Right. I'm just going to push it a little bit more. going to push it a little bit more. And yeah. now Loki's an alligator and, and frogs, are, <laughs> uh, I mean, Thor's the frog, you know, whatever. Right, and right, like, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but, much appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the weirdness. Oh yeah, I, I'd like to. I definitely think they should. They should keep going with that. That's going to wrap up the Loki discussion. Then, so um, and thanks, thanks for y'all for talking to me about it, and uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, cool. Well, uh, hell, I'll say this now because we're recording in just a second. But uh, so next episode is us talking about Quiet Place Two a little bit more. If you didn't get enough of that when we reviewed it initially, so. Uh, stay tuned for that. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye.